In the gospel, our blessed Lord speaks in parables and only in parables. He comes and gives these words, which ultimately are simply a, an encouragement to us to recognize that, that the kingdom of God, especially particularly the church on earth, is a living organism, not reducible to mere dead stones, but something that ought to live and to grow. It is something, as both of the parables mentioned, that it begins with something that is small and becomes something much larger. For the, for the birds and the trees analogy, uh, it is a place, uh, the church, for a place of rest and safety from the storms of the world. And it is for us also, in the second analogy, nourishment for our soul unto eternal life by the daily bread that is offered to us in the Holy Eucharist. It is for us to acknowledge these things and to recognize that this living organism that is the church, that is the body of Christ in its mystical form here, that it is alive and ought to be growing and changing, ought to be continuing to increase in its size and its fruitfulness. And one of the most effective means of doing so is exactly what St. Paul speaks of today in the epistle, namely, by example. St. Paul, writing to the Thessalonians, he speaks of, he tells tells them, you know how I was among you, and now you have become imitators of me and of the Lord. Furthermore, you have become a pattern to the Macedonians and the Neochians. And in this, we see what the church is supposed to do. This is how the church grows, is to go forth and to show forth in the community the example of living the Christian faith of what it is that the gospel means to us and how it is called to actually change our lives. The unfortunate thing that that so many experience, uh, fortunate or unfortunate either way, is with the reality of baptism of children, which is a good and praiseworthy thing. I'm not discouraging any of that in the least little bit. But the, the, the gift of being baptized as an adult is that that there's typically a conversion that's happened. There's a, a change in life. There's a specific choice that has to be made and things left behind and things chosen set a, you know, to, to press forward to a head. Sometimes even if we've been baptized, perhaps we've not lived our baptism well, so we still get that effect uh, perhaps in our own life if we have not lived well but have uh, experienced a reversion to our faith, a renewal of our, of our zeal for the Lord. But either way, it's the, the, the fact that, that there is meant to be a change in us, whether as, as infants or as we begin to take our baptism and our faith seriously later in life, there's a transformation that should happen, that there's something that should differentiate a Christian who is baptized and living the faith from a person who is not baptized or a baptized person who is not living the faith. Again, we shouldn't have to, to demonstrate these things. They would remind us in the seminary that you know, the, the, the cassock doesn't make the priest, right? It was something that, that just because you have the cassock on, it doesn't mean that you're immediately just an example. Plenty of, plenty of uh, priests, as we've known in recent history, who have donned the cassock fine and well, and yet been very unhelpful ministers by example, sharing the good news of the gospel and rather have done much harm and much scandal in the life of the church. It's for us to, to acknowledge these things, that, that even if I were to go out in plain clothes without my cassock on, that people should recognize in me something different than an ordinary person. 
because I'm called to be Christ in the world as a priest, much the same as you are called to be Christ in the world by virtue of your baptism. They should recognize something is different about these ones. This is the example that St. Paul sets, that he goes and he actually simply lives the faith in its fullness. And so it doesn't mean that we have to do extraordinary things. It doesn't mean that we have to, you know, to, to go out and, and, and to become the next Mother Teresa and, and you know, start religious communities or, or you know, do these you know, in, incredible works that are you know, kind of world-renowned. It's for us simply to live the vocation that is yours and mine. It's each of us to live our state in life and to live it well and to live it full of our faith, full of our faith. Not simply kind of in, a, in, in some small way, you know, allowing our faith to inform us here and there, but, but to allow the faith to be the foundation of everything. To allow our faith really to, to be the thing that defines us. It's the saddest of things that, that uh, you know, so many individuals, you know, will come, come for the, the funeral preparations. A family member has died. I will say, what, what's most notable about them? Oh, they love the tigers. They love the saints. They love hunting, they love fishing, they love, they love the garden, love to cook, great cook, fantastic etouffee, right? We'll see all kinds of things. And in the end, I'll kind of have to prod them. Well, were they in the Knights of Columbus or Catholic Daughters or, you know, did they, you know, did they go to church regularly? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, they, you know, they went to church. Yeah, of course, you know. And it's kind of like faith is, is not a thing that defines them. Faith is, is really kind of an afterthought of, you know, they love the tigers, also they were kind of Catholic. And if that's our faith, we have missed it. We have missed our faith. The faith is to be the thing that defines us. Please, God, that every last one of us, on the day where our family members are gathered together with the priest to be able to, to, to go over what our, what our funeral plans look like and to be able to reflect upon things, the thing that they will say about us is they love our Lord. They love the faith. This person was, they you know, always had a rosary in their hand. The Bible is worn out from having been read. Always had the imitation of Christ or some other spiritual work at the bedside. The charity that they had towards others was amazing. The love that they showed for others, the mercy they gave. These are the things that ought to be the trademarks of us. These are the things that, that please God, would be the most, most beautiful thing. How fantastic it is as a priest not to have to resort to the goodness of the tigers at a funeral mass, but to speak of the gift of faith. And faith lived well because that faith is then manifest in those that are around them, that they've received the faith too. It doesn't mean it always catches. We don't always, none of us have a 100% success rate in, in the, the faith of others being passed on. But if we live our faith as an example to others, if we show the value of our faith, how it's changed our lives, what, did, what it's meant to us, the good that it has brought to us, how our life would be different if we were lacking our faith, how it would be less than what we experience, less joyful, less full. How is it that our faith has, has brought us to show beauty to the world, to speak truth in the world, goodness in the world? These are the things that the Lord God offers to us, and he gives us the grace to carry it out on a daily basis in our homes, in our workplace, 
than all the places where the Lord allows us to go throughout the course of each day by his grace. It's for us simply to be able to set an example. I was touched by this also yesterday. I went to, I went to settle up our bill uh, with the, the, the folks at the gun club after the, after the uh, event Friday. And so I went in and, and I was, you know, obviously Friday was a little bit chaotic, had a lot of people around, a lot of things moving on. I was, you know, trying to keep up with everything. But yesterday it was just, you know, just a few people there. And so I was able to, to kind of visit a bit and talk with and talk with the owner and, you know, some of the folks who were there and speaking about things. And obviously I'm in my cassock and there's, you know, they're speaking about things of faith and, you know, the, you know, some Catholics who are, you know, talking about where they go to mass and, you know, the priests that they know in these things is good. But I was particularly struck by one man who, although not Catholic, spoke with tears in his eyes about the love of a Catholic priest for him. He said his, his wife's Catholic. And he said this particular priest, he said he was there and, and he, buried, he buried my mother-in-law, he was saying, you know, and he's been there for our family. He's been a blessing, you know. And he says, he says, I'm not Catholic. And he knows I'm not Catholic. But every time he sees me, he lights up with a smile and he gives me a big hug and he says, it's good to see you. And I think he means it. And as he was saying this, you could, again, you could see the, you know, the tears welling up, that it means something. The man, again, Christian, yes, but not even Catholic, understood the goodness of the heart of the priest and was raving about him and says, I need to go to Mass to see him again this weekend. I'm not sure if he's going or not, but, but at least puts, it puts something in his heart to be able to go again and to see the one who had been setting an example for him to see the one who had loved him and to receive something of that love that just radiated. This is the example that can be set by every last one of us. We don't have to be priests to be good examples, I hope. It's for us all to be able simply to be the example of Christ, to be the love of Christ, to be the mercy of Christ, the goodness of Christ, the beauty of Christ, everything that is true and holy to allow these things to increase within us by God's help. It's not things that we do ourselves, but by God's help, little by little, by faithfulness to prayer, by faithfulness to the sacraments, especially the Eucharist and and confession, by faithfulness to these things and living our daily life in Christ, incredible things happen. An example is set for the world that renewal happens in human hearts And the little mustard seed that we are in the midst of the world also can become a giant tree. The bit of leaven that we add to the world around us can make everything transformed because of Christ. He is in us. He is at work in us. And pray, God, that today we might continue to open our hearts to him to receive the grace that he pours into us, to allow it to to nourish us, to water the seeds in our soul, and allow us to bear much fruit for the glory of God the Father.